Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benedaret, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. this just about your favorite time of day? You've done the dishes, your kitchen is clean and tidy, and you've nothing to do but sit back and enjoy the show. By the way, was it much of a job to leave your kitchen floor clean and sparkling? It was no trouble at all if you're one of the millions of women who use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. That's the beauty of glow coat. You just wipe your linoleum and other floors with a damp cloth, and all the day's dirt and spilled things vanish. And it's so easy to apply that protective film of glow coat. There's no rubbing or buffing. Glow coat shines as it dries without streaking, leaving a beautifully smooth, bright polish. Glow coat brings out your linoleum's original patterns, too, and makes the colors gay and fresh. Try it, won't you? No matter how dull or faded your linoleum is, you can brighten it up and add to its beauty with Johnson's self polishing glow coat. <laughs> When a young man carries his bride across the threshold, it's for very sound reasons. It gives the poor lad an idea of the load he's going to carry. <laughs> and it's the only time in married life when the lady doesn't do most of the hard work. Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is not exactly a newlywed, of course, but she still has her moments of apprehension. Like right now, as we meet, Fibber McGee and Molly! Huh? Am I just having a bad dream, or is that your old high school chemistry set you got there? That's exactly what it is, Tootsie. This was the very microscope I used when I discovered perfradrohydrobenzoquadrilene. <laughs> Come again? What on earth was that, dearie? It petrifies mothballs. <laughs> Invented it myself. I used to be the richest kid in Peoria in the marble season. <laughs> now, let me see. I better spread a newspaper out on the table here. Set the microscope on it so it don't scratch the table. Oh, I had a little guinea pig. I kept him on the shelf with a little brownie camera so he could reproduce himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> May I ask the nature of the present scientific experiment, dearie? Or has the FBI asked you not to talk so much? <laughs> Just going to do a little research is all. Won't take long. When you get through with the microscope, why don't you send it to President Truman? What for? He can use it to count his blessings. <laughs> this one ain't powerful enough. <laughs> now, let me see. Where's my dropper? Oh, yeah. Now then, one cubic centimeter of H2O. You know what H2O is? Certainly. Water. You know why they call it H2O? Well, Natch. 
It's hydrogen, two parts oxygen. Don't you believe it. <laughs> it was really called H2O because it was discovered by a fellow named Haggerty who was two years old. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A couple of adjustments here on the fibrocyte. Get the... <laughs> oh, I had a little parrot and he made some little sense. They put him on the air to talk about him, bomb defense. Oh, there was an old man. Well, I'm all set, Molly. This is the moment I've been dreading. What are you all set for? And can I wait till I check on our explosion insurance? No. I ain't going to do anything drastic, kiddo. I'm just going to analyze a drop of our city water. City water is just like country water, except it's prettier in a brook than a gutter. <laughs> well, I've been reading an advertisement for this new McTrickle water filter, and it says, quote, Whether we realize it or not, the water we drink is filled with tiny living things. Oh. And I unquote. Now, if I can only get this dad-ratted microscope focused right... Hey, uh, why don't you analyze a drop of alcohol and see if you can find Uncle Dennis? <laughs> you know, he hasn't written for so wait long... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting it. I think I... Ah, I got it. Yipe! Look out, Molly! Stand back! Don't get any closer! They're monsters! McGee, your hair is standing right up straight. Get my shotgun, quick! Lock the doors! This water is crawling with animals! What? Big hairy ones! Long-legged ones! Gleaming teeth! Red eyes! By George, I'm not going to drink another drop! Come in! Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia, McGee. Come in, Your Honor. Good day, Molly. Hello, McGee. Latrivia, you couldn't have come at a better time for me or a worse time for you. I just took a gander at a drop of city water through a microscope. And you know what? That stuff has got more strange things in it than the Nuremberg Jail. <laughs> Nonsense, McGee. Our city water is analyzed every hour of the day. It tests as pure as any drinking water in the country. Well, you should have seen McGee's expression when he looked through that microscope, Mr. Mayor. He was as horrified as if Westbrook Pegler had joined the CIO. <laughs> Believe me, Your Honor, I'm scared. That's not unusual, McGee. You get frightened at card tricks. However, I'll take your rather vague complaint up with the city health commissioner, who happens to be Dr. Gamble. Oh, by the way, hmm? you know what Doc Gamble says about you, Latrell? No, I don't. And I'm not the slightest bit interested. What did he say? <laughs> Tell me too, McGee, though I'm not one to listen to gossip, unless it's about people. <laughs> oh, it wasn't anything much, Latrell. He just says he hoped you were keeping your striped pants pressed because you'd probably be best man when he married Fifi Tremaine. Oh, he said that, did he? By Harry, if I went so busy with this campaign, oh, I now, should... Oh, now, uh, now, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Surely you're not going to let politics interfere with your courtship. After all, a ballot box may be pretty, but it can't cook. I was not referring to any political campaign, Mrs. McGee. I meant the community chest campaign, of which I have the honor to be local chairman. Oh, yeah, the community chest. Be glad to help you out with that, Latrell. Thank you, McGee. I'll need all the help I can get. We must raise a total of $170 million this year. And Heavenly that's... days. In Whistful Vista, there isn't that much money in town. Even if you include the $2 himself here got from the dry cleaners when they lost his overcoat. <laughs> it's $170 million for the whole country, Molly. Oh. <laughs> right, Latrell? Quite right, McGee. Right. You see, in most community chest cities, the population has increased about 25%, and the need for red feather service has gone up proportionately. That much? And as I told the committee this morning, the more you throw into the community chest, the farther you can throw out your own. Uh, call on me tomorrow, McGee. I can use you. Swell, Latrev. Uh, but look, getting back to you and Doc Gamble and Fifi Tremaine, I was... I think... don't know how my private life got into this discussion, McGee, but I feel entirely capable of managing my own affairs. Yeah, but I was just... For your to... information, I have been buttoning my own rompers for quite some time. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 
Billy Mills and the orchestra, and give me five minutes more. store in town, and they won't have any McTrickle water filters in for six months. Well, you're in bad shape, McGee. Nobody can exist without water for six months. Well, Uncle Dennis has gone without it for 30 years. <laughs> Not that I want to follow it. <laughs> What's the matter? My throat's getting dry. We got any root beer in the icebox? Not a drop, McGee. You drank the last four bottles last night when you had that macaroni pickle and liverwurst sandwich. <laughs> My gosh, no root beer. What can a guy drink? Come in. Dr. Gamble, do come in, Doctor. Thank you, my dear. And a curt nod of reluctant recognition to you, low bucket. <laughs> I'm glad you came in, you ill health commissioner. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you, a bone as big as a whale's clavicle. Well, let's have it, wobble chin. <laughs> and if you're going to suggest hairnets for our policemen's horses or spraying the city dump with Chanel number no. five, you can skip it. I get enough crackpot suggestions in the mail without having trouble with you. This, my dear doctor, concerns something very vital to the health of this community. Oh? Have you seen the horrible things that come out of our water faucets lately? No, but I've often suspected where Molly got you. <laughs> Don't change the subject, bandage bandit. Our city water, the H2O we drink and cook with and bathe little tiny babies in, is rife with life. It's fraught. Certainly. What about it? My goodness, Doctor, doesn't it alarm you to know that our water's full of bacteria? Not in the least, my dear. The bacterial count after chlorinization is almost negligible. In fact, some of the bacteria remaining are actually beneficial. Beneficial, are they? I have looked at that water through a microscope, you mass murderer. There are animals in there that would make a saber-toothed tiger look like a house cat. Monsters they are, horrible ones, vicious ones, snarling teeth. Well, if they were looking up through that microscope, I can imagine what they're saying about you, too. <laughs> 
A fine health commissioner you are, you callous old witch doctor. By George. If I... What's the matter, Sonny? Vocal cords getting frayed? I'm... I'm, I'm dry. That's all. Dry. He isn't drinking any water, Doctor. He says he won't touch the stuff till we get our own filter. Oh, fine. Well, when he dehydrates to the point where you can scratch matches on his pants leg when he hasn't got his pants on, call me. I'm pretty busy, but I'll come over. You're not as busy as Latrivia is, Doctor. Hmm? I understand that he and Fifi Tremaine are just about set to date. You don't say. Yep. Interesting, if true. And how is Miss Tremaine these days, Doctor? Ah, Miss Tremaine is in splendid health. <laughs> Boy, are you trapped. You know what Latrivia says about you? No, I don't, and I'm not the slightest bit interested. What'd he say? <laughs> he says he hoped you were keeping your striped pants pressed because he wanted you to be the best man at his wedding. Oh, he said that, did he? Yep. Well, it happens that I saw Miss Tremaine last night, and she... I'll get that. Campbell speaking. What? Oh, Fifi. Yes, dear, this is Willie. Ha, Willie. What, dear? Of course, certainly, dear. I'll meet you wherever you say. I have a couple of appendectomies and a delivery, but I can postpone them. That's the neatest trick of the week. What, dear? Yes, dear. All right, dear. Yes, dear, I'll find you somewhere, dear. Goodbye, dear. I must go. Where, Doc? Deer hunting. You told the mayor that Dr. Gamble said exactly what you told the doctor the mayor said about him. Now, is that fair? Anything that'll make them two Romeos get with it is fair. They've been mooning around town like a couple... Like a couple... Have we got any milk? I'm thirsty. I'm sorry, McGee. The milkman hasn't come Hello, yet. Molly. Hi, pal. Just driving past and stopped in to see if you'd give me a glass of water. <laughs> What's the matter? Pal, you're absolutely white. Molly, what'd I say? Water. Yes, but look, Junior, if you knew what I know, you wouldn't speak of water so lightly. Did you know that our city water contains more foreign bodies than Ellis Island? <laughs> Himself here looked at a drop through his microscope, Mr. Wilcox. Betcha. He says it has more animals in it than an African water hole. Oh, those are just harmless little organisms, pal. Nothing to be perturbed about. Nothing to be perturbed about, he says. Why, my guys? Why, my guys? Why, my guys? <laughs> See, Mr. Wilcox? He won't drink any water, and his throat is closing up like a black market butcher shop. <laughs> Look, McGee, let me boil some water for you. No, no, no. I can't drink it. Why not? It's too hot. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous, pal. You're just exaggerating what you saw in that water. Oh, I am, am I? Take a look through that microscope, Junie. See if you can see the bug that looks like a pack rat. I'm telling you that... One side, Mac. Let old stout-hearted Harlow have a look. Watch out for that glass of water, Mr. Wilson. Oh, there it goes. Clumsy lout. Stamp on that puddle, Junior. Stamp on it. Them animals will be all over the house. Oh, be quiet, silly. Uh, hand me that cloth, will you, Molly? I'm awfully glad this happened. Here, Mr. Wilcox. And why are you so happy about this? Gives me a chance to show you how easily spilled things are wiped off a Johnson wax surface. Yes, but Mr. Wilcox... You, you see how this water can't soak in? Yeah, It but... proves how Johnson's wax seals the surface of the wood, guarding it against dust and dampness. Yeah, but... See, Wes, when you think that just an occasional application of Johnson's wax preserves your woodwork and gives it that beautiful, gleaming finish... Yeah, but what that got to... Here you are, Molly, all wiped up. <laughs> wiped up, they ran away. Nary a stain, nary a spot. Now, you see how foolish it is not to keep all wood and enamel surfaces protected with Johnson's wax? Look, Waxy, 
<laughs> That's all very fascinating stuff, but I got more important worries right now. So if you've got to leave now, it's okay. Okay. And look, pal, don't worry about this city water. I drink gallons of it. Look at me. <laughs> no, no, I won't say it. <laughs> That's too easy. Like shooting a sitting bird. <laughs> Go, Junior, before I weaken. Sure. Goodbye. Boy. Boy, is he naive. He gave me an opening there you could have flew a flying fortress through. <laughs> I was going to... <clears throat> we got no milk, huh? No milk, dearie. I'm sorry. I'm drier than Arizona August. Hey, what's that in that little bottle on the desk there? Ink. Ink, eh? You think it'd hurt me if oh, I Oh, no, no. You mustn't even think of it. Heavenly days, you... Come in. It's just me, Mrs. McGee. Elsie from the Wistful Vista Saloon of Beauty. Hi, Elsie. Don't tell me my wife left her compact there again. Well, I'm afraid I did, dearie. Thanks for bringing it back again, Elsie. Oh, that's perfectly okay, dear. I don't mind. I just... Uh... Oh, look. Home movie. That isn't a projector, Elsie. That's a microscope. I've been analyzing our city water. And scaring himself into a 60-day drought while he waits for a water filter. Did you know else that our city water is crawling with wildlife? You could fill a swimming pool with that and Weissmuller couldn't get three feet before he was chewed to pieces. Gee, honest, I'm sorry you told me. I always say when it comes to eating, drinking, and marriage, what a girl don't know is a blessing. you take a look through the microscope, McGee. Don't do it, Elsie. Don't do it. You've never seen so many horrible faces in your life. Please, Mr. McGee, you're talking to an expert. She is at that, McGee. How'd you ever happen to get into the beauty parlor business, Elsie? Oh, it's hereditary, I guess. My old man was a panhandler, too. (laughs) You, uh, you like it, sis? Well, it gets pretty discouraging sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you work all day taking the slack out of somebody's face so the party which owns it can compete with the other tomatoes at a wingding. <laughs> and she comes back next day with her cheeks riding her shoulders again. It's disheartening. <laughs> ah, you certainly paint a gruesome portrait of the day's work, Elsie. Well, we do the best we can with her, Mrs. McGee. I had a lady which she called me up this morning for a complete overhaul. And when she come in the shop... She was the living image of General Grant. Holy smoke. Sounds like a hopeless assignment, sis. What'd you do? Oh, we took simply years off her looks, Mr. McGee. You did? Yeah. When she went out, she looked like General Eisenhower. (laughs) Well, I gotta get back now. Goodbye. The King's Men, and it's a pity to say goodnight. Five minutes more Then you gave me the door It's a pity It's a crying shame To be wasting this moon It's a pity to say goodnight Because I never saw stars so bright But if you gotta go home You gotta go home Give me a good night kiss It's a pity to say farewell Because the man in the moon won't tell Underneath our apple tree It's a 
Awful Molly, a house full of water pipes and not a drop of water you dare drink. Well, you speak for yourself, sweetheart. I just had a big glass of it and I feel fine. Maybe you wouldn't touch the stuff if you looked into that microscope. That's why I didn't look. If you're full of confidence, it doesn't matter if you're full of germs. Hmm. <laughs> it's a horrible situation. I'm going to call up the waterworks and give them the works about this water. Those guys ought to do something about it. Come this. in. Oh, for goodness sakes, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> It's nice to see you, Mr. Wimple. Yeah, and it's a lucky thing you dropped in right now, too. I've been studying our water through a microscope. You have? You betcha. When you fill a tub to take a bath, Wimp, do you know what's in that water? Yes. Sweetie face. Sweetie face. That's my big old wife. She always takes my bath water. She anyway, Mr. Wimple. We haven't seen her for quite a while. Oh, she's just wonderful, Mrs. McGee. Wonderful. I've never seen her in better shape. Well, good. She's been sick in bed for a month. Really, Wimp? What is it? A touch of the flu? No, Mrs. McGee. The touch of a truck. Oh. Or some ligaments in her back. Oh, my. I hope she gets along all right, Mr. Wimple. Is her back in a cast? Yes. I helped the doctor put it on myself. I even mixed the concrete for him. Concrete? <laughs> yes. She looks like a cornerstone. Boy, oh boy. I'd hate to be around there when she gets hold of an air hammer and unbuttons that concrete corset went. <laughs> yes. I've been in a cold sweat just thinking about it. I wonder if I could have a drink of water, Mrs. McGee. Why, of course, Mr. Wimple. I'll get a uh, cold glass of water in the kitchen for you. Water and hay. No, 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 no. Don't give him that stuff, Molly. This water's not fit to drink till we get a filter for it, Wimp. Or till we throw away that microscope. The water tasted fine yesterday. Well, I know all about those things, Mrs. McGee. I invented a dandy water filter last summer. You did? Yes, it slipped right over the faucet and held back every bit of impurity in the water. Oh, oh sounds wonderful, Mr. Wimple. Dirt couldn't get through it, huh? No, but there was one drawback, Mrs. McGee. Water wouldn't go through it either. Goodbye. You know, I somehow wish I'd never looked at that, that microscope. Molly, oh boy, am I thirsty. I'm drier than the congressional record. Look, dearie, I can't stand to see you suffer. I'll go out in the kitchen and see if I can find some fruit juice of some kind. Better sit down and relax now. Okay, kiddo. 
Ah, there goes a good kid. Must break her heart to see me suffer from malnutrition like this. But she'd never show it. No, sir. Come in. I, I said, come in. Oh, oh, hi, Teeny. What, what, what's on your mind? Hi, mister. <laughs> you got a cold or something? You got a cold? No, I'm just dry, sis. I quit drinking water. I am now a member of Hydraulics Anonymous. <laughs> See that? Hmm? Skip it. Okay. You mean you don't drink any water, mister? Not any? Not a drop, sis. Very dangerous stuff. I know it, mister. You do, eh? Hmm? I said you do, eh? Do what? Know it. Know what? That the water is dangerous. I'll say it is, mister. <laughs> My uncle got hit with a cake of ice this summer and it gave him a conclusion. <laughs> Concussion, sis. Hmm? You mean concussion. Conclusion means the end. You seen my uncle lately? <laughs> Come to think of it, I get... Look, sis, have you ever seen a drop of our city water through a microscope? No. Have you? Have I? Yes, and it scared the junior out of me. I would have fainted if, it hadn't, if I hadn't been scared somebody would throw water on me. <laughs> you want to take a peek, sis? Sure, I do, I bet you. Can I please, mister? Who can I please? Who can I? Sure, sure, sure. I hope it don't scare you like it did me. I'm warning you, sis. It looks like Halloween at 40 fathoms. Oh, boy. You'll see monsters that got teeth a foot long, waving tails, ferocious eyes, bills like geese, hair like a wolf. Oh, boy. Let me take a look, huh? Is that the microscope sitting there on the newspaper? Hmm? That's it, sis. I got it there so it won't scratch this table. Here, now let me lift you up. Ah. Now, close one eye and look through this gadget right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You see him, sis? There's one in there as big as a pack rat, and another one snarling like a timber wolf. Ain't they terrible? No. <laughs> no, I like them. Huh? I've always liked them. You've always liked germs? Those aren't germs, I bet you. Huh? That's Pluto and Mickey Mouse. What? Sure. You got the microscope crooked, and you've been looking into funny paper. <laughs> If your kitchen linoleum could talk to you, I bet I know what it would ask for. A little more protection against the rain and snow that winter brings. And I have an idea it would add, how's about some glow coat? Seriously, for real honest-to-goodness protection, there really is nothing quite like Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. You know how easy it is to use. There's no rubbing or buffing. Yet in 20 minutes, glow coat dries to a hard, long-lasting wax polish that protects every square inch of your linoleum and other floors. When you spill something or when wet feet track in mud, this tough film of Johnson's glow coat stands between the dirt and the floor. Wipe the shining surface with a damp cloth and the stains vanish. And right away, your linoleum is beautiful again, its colors bright and fresh as ever. It stands to reason that with protection like this, your linoleum will last longer, too. So why not start having better protected, more beautiful floors right away with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? Give me another glass of water, Molly. Thanks. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And to think you were looking at magnified pictures of Pluto and Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that silly? Yeah. Give me another glass of water. Thanks. 
<sighs> you should have realized it when you started feeling that way, dearie. What way? Sort of weak in Disney. <laughs> Ooh, sort of weak. Here, you have a drink of water. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.